0: So, are you ready for the word? Are you sure? Like I said, I'm teaching you as I teach myself this morning. Uh, I want to teach you something very key. It's an exaltation this morning. I'll just exalt you as I exalt myself. Ready? Hold somebody's says, Let's say this together, Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation. As we feed on your word, there is clarity, there is light. There's illumination. We say we behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified. Amen. Amen. All right. I call this count your blessings. I call this count your blessings. Stop mumbling. We'll figure out the perfect title as we go count your blessings, stop murmuring. That's what I call it. Uh, it's an exhortation and I just want you to uh, to be, to understand certain things this morning. And you know, a lot of people are focused on the wrong things. A, a lot of people come to, a lot of people grow up as believers or as people and they are focused on the wrong things. A lot of people are just um, their minds, their mindsets are fixed on wrong things. Look at in Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. Like I said, uh, so many people fixed on the wrong things. So many people fixed on, they fixed their minds on things they ought not to. They fix their minds on um on the, um, situations or issues that ought not to be. So we call this, uh, look at it in Philippians 4, verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. And you know, so many people have fears, fears of the unknown. Of, uh, and I do too, I mean, but that's why I say we, 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 we're studying these and we're learning this as a church um, to understand certain things. Look at what it says in, in Philippians 4 verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, did it say in most things, in some things? Is that what it says? It says, but in everything by prayers and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to others or to God. Right? So, and I said, we are fixed on, a lot of us are focused on the wrong things. A lot of us have fears. We have fears of the unknown. So many people are so worried. Some people are so scared. Some people are so fearful. Uh, what's going to happen to me tomorrow. What's not going to happen to me tomorrow. What's going to happen to me tonight. What's not going to happen to me tonight. What's going to happen in the next ten years. What's not going to happen in the next fifty years. What's going to happen, we just have that fear. And you know, in 2 Timothy 1, he says that he has not given us the spirit of fear again. He has not really given us the spirit of bondage. But he says the spirit of love, of power and of a sound mind. So that means fear is a sin. Fear is not of God. So now look at what he says in this Philippians 4 verse 6. He says, be careful for nothing. He now says, but in everything, in prayers and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Now he didn't say, do not request. Because many at times, we are found into the pressure of the anxiety. Many of us are found, we are so anxious. We are so we are just so scared. If I want to request things, we're even scared that he's not going to answer. He says, be, "Be careful for nothing, but in everything, let your request be made known to God." Look at in Psalm ninety-two verse one, because he didn't say we shouldn't request, but many of us are just so pressured. We're so we're so in that uh, we're so anxious. Of so many things. Look at in Psalm 92 verse 1. It says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto thy name. O most High." So he says, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And, you know, sing praises unto thy name. So, that means, a lot of us, I don't even know, don't forget in Philippians, in that Philippians 4, verse 6 that we read, it said that, be careful for nothing, but in everything, in prayers and supplications, let your request be made known to God. Now, we are reading there, it says, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. A lot of us don't even know the attitude of giving thanks. Most of us don't know how to thank God. We call this teaching, count your blessings. You know there's that song, um, count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. But you know what, many of us don't know how to count our blessings. We don't know how to count our blessings. It says, Count your blessings, name them one by one. It did not say, Summarize it. Don't summarize your blessing. Don't approximate your blessing. In Chair voice, approximately. Don't approximate your blessings. It says, Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings. Look at in 1 First Timothy 6 verse 7. 1 Timothy 6 7. Let's go there quickly. 1 Timothy 6 verse 7. Don't summarize your blessings. Don't approximate your blessings. Don't round off your blessings. Look at in 1 Timothy 6 verse 7. There's so many things that we need to be thankful for. But a lot of us are so scared, a lot of us are so anxious, a lot of us are so fearful, a lot of us are so worried about the unknown. So, now, look at something. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 7, it says, for we brought nothing into this world. Now, this is Paul saying this. It says, for we brought nothing into this world. And what did he say? He says, what, are you there? i wait for you. And it is certain that will what? Yeah. Carry ha- nothing out. So now the question will be: a lot of people don't even know what to thank God for. Some people just kneel down in their room or try to pray, or when we say lift you up your hands and just bless the name of God. Some people don't know what to say, just thank him, worship him. Some people don't know what to say. Some people don't know what to say. Oh Lord, oh Lord, 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 Lord. No! How would you come back and say you don't have things to be thankful for? And why did you say that? Because you are so full of worries. So full of fears, so full of anxiety, so full of doubt, so worried about tomorrow, so worried about what happened yesterday, so worried about what happened last week, so worried about what happened two weeks ago, so worried about what happened five, ten years ago, so worried about what is going to happen in the next 50 years. So those things have filled up our hearts that we don't have anything to be thankful for. Now, let me tell you something. Like I said, I'm teaching you this as I teach myself. One is, what is the most important thing in this world, the gift of life. See, the fact that you are alive today is something to thank God for. Sometimes as Christians, we ignore the as realities of life. We ignore the fact that we are still alive. We ignore the fact that me and you, we are still breathing. Look at in Isaiah. Look at what Paul said before we go to Isaiah. It says, For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. Look at what happened in Isaiah 38. The story of Hezekiah. Go here quickly, Isaiah 38. Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah 38. Go there quickly, please. He says, now, Hezekiah, they told him to set out, set his, in verse 1, you read in Ezekiah the, the prophets came to him and said, uh, Isaiah came to him, the prophet, and said to Hezekiah, said, that he should set out his house in order, for he will die. And he will not leave. What happened? In verse 2, Hezekiah prayed. But look at in verse 18. Many of us we don't read verse eighteen. Look, we only go to the part of Ezekiel prayed and there was life and all of those things. But look at in verse eighteen, he says, "For this is how he said." He says, "For the grave cannot praise thee, that cannot celebrate thee, they that go down into the pit cannot hope for thy truth." Look at what he now says in verse nineteen. Let's read it together. The living the living he shall praise thee as i do this day the father the children shall make thy truth god is the giver of life sometimes the things you complain about is what somebody will rather have many of us complain about um our clothes like i was talking to somebody yesterday and a person was telling me we were just texting. The person was telling me, you know, I, I think she's going to listen to this. And the person was telling me, you know, I have so I, I don't know what to wear because there's a party going on. and say I don't know what to wear. This and that. I say it's because you have a lot. Assuming you have, you don't have. You know, now that's another person's headache. What to wear? But imagine, you had just. I remember when I was growing up, I had. Um two shoes. Yeah. Two shoes and one palm. So it was interchanging. So like everybody I did knew me that like, if I not wear this one next week, i wear this one. <laughs> and I was preaching though. Know? I was like a preacher. I mean, but I had just two shoes and one palm. That palm, I wore the palm that, you know this, the toes here, went down. That literally, my feet was, (laughs) I was literally walking with my feet in the palm. (laughs) But you know, some people now, their clothes is now a problem. They say, the reason why I cannot come to church today is because I do not know what to wear. It's because your wardrobe is full. Some people, the things you are complaining about is what some people would rather have. Some people are picking clothes from what do they call it, the donations, those boxes that they do donations. Some people that's where they get their clothes from. But you go to Bolintin, you go to Macy's, you shop on Shane, you shop on Fashion Over, you do everything. And you are complaining. Some people are relying on food pantry to eat. You still have at least a dollar to take you to McDonald's, and you are complaining. Some people are relying on food pantry. Like, is this people not going to give us food? Some guys never have anything to say but to complain. Some people, when you come to them, the only thing they want to discuss with you is, hey, you know I'm going through this, and hey, you know I'm going through that, Hey, you know. What about the other things that is going on? But do you know what is happening? They are fixing their mind on the wrong things. And that is how a lot of believers are. We keep fixing our minds on the wrong things. Eh, you know I don't have this. Eh, you know I don't have that. Oh I, I don't even have a, I don't even have a job. I don't even have a car. I don't even some are praying for a car. You still have one. You know, when I came to this to um to this country, I was so surprised that an high school student can drive. Where I came from, <laughs> I don't even get what I'm saying. I, when I first came to this country, I, I, I was stunned that i, I think I, I was—I just entered college then, and somebody just said, "I'll pick you." up. Uh, uh? I mean, I went not class. But he said, "You pick me up, like pick me up from where? Like in the bus station? Like we're going to go?" He said, "No, I have a car." You do what? <laughs> in fact. The person was even asking me, "When are you going to get a car?" Ah, <laughs> I said, <laughs> "I don't even know what I'm saying." It wasn't even in my thinking. But you know what? We have gotten so used to that that we now complain. We say, uh, I said, "Ah, why can't I don't have gas. I don't know why this is really." Really, some of us we just live that life of complaining and that is why you see a lot of people in burial ceremonies, more than birthdays, that's why I've always taught you as a link to celebrate people, even as a church we do it as a custom, we try to celebrate people as much as possible, we celebrate people's birthdays. We we'll greet them as much as possible. We we'll make sure, because it's not on the burial day, we will not be saying, Oh, that sister, oh that brother, then you will not eat again. People even used to say, there's a tradition, there's a saying that people say they say, burial food is more sweeter than any food. Why, why should it be sweet? <laughs> She did be sweet, and that's because a lot of people have not learned to cherish life. You will see a lot of people write so many tributes on the after the person has died. Died tributes the person never read when the person was alive. Oh, the person was a good person. The person who did this for me. The person did that for me. The person oh, what a gift this person is to me. What, but you never said it to the person when the person was alive. You never. Never. But what you keep doing to the person is to complain. oh, ha, ah, look at you. Oh look at you, just look at you, look at you. That's what you're doing. Nothing good can come out of you. Oh, you're not this, you're not that. Why? Because we have still not learned to cherish the gift of life you and I as believers, we have not learned to cherish the gift of life. So we call this counting your blessings. Look at it in Matthew 6 verse 25. Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 6 25. Let's read Jesus. Are you learning something this morning? Are you learning something, guys? Look at Matthew 6 verse 25. It says, "Therefore I say unto you, Are you there? I wait for you." Matthew six twenty-five. It says, "Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what ye shall put on is. Look at what it says. Let's read that part together. Is what is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Life is more important than things." Life is more important than your car. Life is more important than your food. Life is more important than your your job. Life is more important than your clothing. Life is more important than your phone. Life is more important than that gadget. Life is more important than... Life is more important. Food is only relevant when there is life. You can only eat food when there is life. I know you are hungry. I know you have not eaten in the last two days. But see, the reason why you are hungry is because you have life. A dead man can't be hungry. Hope you know. A dead man can not be. That is why celebrate people. See, let me tell you something. Learn to celebrate people. Those of you that used to say, I don't like celebrating my birthday. I don't like doing it. Learn to celebrate it. If you don't do it, they will do your barrier. Celebrate. Take things. Try and, try, and, try and unwind. Celebrate people too. Because the most important thing is life. And if you're not grateful for life, you have gotten your power to mix up you have got to your priorities wrong. Many of us are not grateful for life. Many people are not, a lot of us are more grateful for other things. We are more grateful for the cars we drive, for the house we leave, for the ability to see. If you didn't have a life, you will not have the car. If you didn't have a life, you will not have the house. If you didn't have a life, you will not have the job. If you didn't have the life, you will not, you won't have anything. So the first priority a believer needs to understand is that, Lord, I thank you because I'm alive. I don't know about you. How about somebody just lifting up his hands and saying, Lord, I thank you that I'm alive. Lord, I thank you because I have life. Lord, I thank you because I'm breathing. See, you don't know what it means to die because you have not done, you've not gone there before. I'm a preacher. I've been to the hospital a couple of times and I know the pains that people pass through. If there's any place I don't like going in my, in my experience as a preacher is the hospital. Anytime anybody calls me like this for hospital I just start praying. I don't like entering there. I remember I was in Abuja one time and I followed a friend to the hospital and I saw sicknesses I saw disease and I was so bothered, so worried, and I was like, Lord, I thank you for health. I'm not trying to mock them. No, 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 no. But I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. What is more important in life is life itself. Tell your neighbor, say, what is more important in life? You're not sounding like you, it. what is more important in life? Is life itself. life itself? Look at Luke 12. Let's look at a parable that Jesus shared in Luke 12, verse 16. Luke 12, verse 16. Luke 12, 16, he says, and he spake this parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruit. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my bands and build great greater, And I will bestow all my fruit and goods. Look at what he now says in verse 19. He now says, and I will say to thy soul, So thou art goose laid off for many years. Think that is, eat, drink, be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose soul shall this be provided? Whose souls be shall thou be provided? So why someone else can ride your car? No one can have your life. That's what he's saying here. Because life is only given by God. So you've got to be grateful for life. You've got to be grateful for life. Some people grumble over a bad day, and I ask them, do you rather have no day at all? Mm Oh, it's a bad day. Would you rather have no day at all? That is why I don't like the prosperity teachings because the prosperity messages or the prosperity teaching puts your attention on things. It makes you so materialistic that you are so focusing all your things on, you're just so individual, like, you're so individualistic, you're so, you're just fixed on, oh, car, money, cars, this, oh, you're just so fixed on that. And life is very important. Life means, see, let me tell you what, what, what it means for life for there to be life. Life means there is opportunity. You've got to be grateful for life. Life means there is opportunity. That means a chance for something can happen. Life means miracles can happen. That means if I'm sick, as far as I'm alive, I can be healed. Hallelujah. Life means means that there is opportunity. Life means I can be saved. Life means I can be saved. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. She had the issue for over 12 years. For, and the Bible says she was healed just at the fount of touching Jesus. Just, at the, just by touching Jesus, he said, that means she, because she had life, that's why she was healed. So that means because I have life, there is hope. Hallelujah. There is hope for tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I have hope for tomorrow. I have hope for tomorrow. Yeah. Is not coming today, it's going to come tomorrow. Hallelujah. I don't eat today, I'm going to eat tomorrow. I did not get it today, I'm going to get it tomorrow. I have opportunities. That's why I have life. I have life means there can be fellowship. I can fellowship with people. I can get to talk to people. When I die, I can't do that. Hallelujah. When there is life, there is opportunity, there is another chance. There's another chance to make things right. I know you've done all the bad things, but you are still alive. There's another chance to make it right. I know you've, you've messed up, you've beaten yourself down, you, don't, you have life. Things can still go well. I know it has been bad, it has been tough, it has been, it has been the old roller coaster for you. It, you have life, tomorrow is going to be okay. There's this song that this uh, musician sang, and I love it. He says, take a look at me, I'm bigger than my yesterday. I'm bigger than my yesterday because I have life. Because I'm still living. Hallelujah. So you have to be alive to believe God. A lot of people. The reason why they are giving up is because they don't know. They, now, you see now? Look at something. Everybody, look at something. Do you notice that the reason why a lot of people give up? Did you a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not doing it again." Oh, this is because they don't understand that they have life. They don't understand that the very first thing they needed to be grateful for was life. When you find a quitter, when you find oh, when you find somebody who is quitting. Who is giving up is because he has gotten his priority mixed up. When you find somebody say, I don't want to be a Christian again because God has not answered all my prayers, is because he has gotten his priority mixed up. It is be- you see, the reason why we are alive is because we are going to believe God for tomorrow. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but do you know that as a church, some of you that are workers, we have started praying for our tomorrow today. That means we are trusting God. We don't know what it looks like, but we know the ones that knows tomorrow is going to hold it for us. Look at what we did just a couple of minutes ago. We were praying, right? For this week, for this month, and we're trusting God. We cannot do that if we don't have life. The reason we have life is because we believe God for tomorrow. We believe God. We believe God for the rest of this year. We believe God. So you stay alive. Hallelujah. You stay alive. You stay alive. You can't do ministry if you're not alive. You can't do ministry if you're not alive. You can't preach the gospel if you're not alive. You can't get somebody saved if you're not alive. You can't move mountains tomorrow if you're not alive. Why are you in that sad mood? Why are you in that bad mood? You can snap out of it because you have life. And you know what? A thankful heart, only a thankful heart understands this. You've got to be thankful. Learn to say thank you. Learn to say thank you to God. Many times when things are going by, I just say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord I thank you, Lord I thank you, Lord I thank you. I remember some years ago, I know this is not a good story to share, I try as much as possible to refrain it, I failed in life in everything, many years ago, about 10 years now, yeah if I can remember correctly, about 10 years ago, everything. Yes, I was doing ministry, I was a preacher, I was doing everything. Probably one day I'll share you the full story, but not now. And I just gave up on life, gave up on everything, and I wanted to commit suicide. Yeah, I I just, I, I saw myself as a failure, saw myself as everything, and that's why you must learn to know the kind of words you say to people. Don't always say demeaning words to people, because when you say those things to people, sometimes it stays a lot on their mind, And you don't know what they are going through. So I just just woke up that morning and I thank God for my mother who just helped me out. Thank God I was even at home. She was just watching me through a mirror. I just believe she must have been praying for her to know that time. Because you know, it takes prayer sometimes for things to be supernaturally orchestrated. Because at that time, you know people that really want to kill themselves, they don't announce it. Hope you know. They do it and they do it well. I just sat down, took the rope, and I was gone. I was ready to do everything. And she just opened the door and said, You will not do it. And she collected it. I still thank God for that day till today. If I had gone that day, there would be no supernatural community church. Hallelujah. So we only acquit our loses. If I had gone that day, 10 years ago, yeah, it's 10 years ago today. I was reflecting on those things in the last couple of weeks, or the last couple of days, that it's been 10 years now. And I wanted to go. She just, she just I didn't know she had been looking at me and watching me. I was about to... I won't tell you all the things I wanted to do, so you're not going to try it. <laughs> As a preacher, I shouldn't be saying that. I wanted to do everything else. It was, it was solid, like every, all my plans were, she just came out. As I was standing up like this to say bye-bye, she just opened it door and said, ah! <laughs> you will not do it. What do you know? If I had done it, you will not see me preaching to you today. Somebody else might be doing it. So you can't give up. You have to be thankful. It is only a thankful heart that would think like that. That would think of yourself as a failure. That would think of himself as a quitter. That will think of himself that things are not working out. It's only an unthankful heart that will think that way. You have to learn to say thank you. And it starts from little things. People open the door for you, thank you. People do this for you, thank you. People do that for you, thank you. It starts from that. That's counting your blessings. That's counting. But a lot of people, we have entitlement culture. We are so entitled. Learn to say, you can't measure kindness. You can't. You can't measure kindness. Never forget what people did right, even when they are doing something wrong. Never forget it. There's, there's a conversation I was having with my mother someday. And my mother said, Ah, that man just and I said, No. I told my mother, I said, no. I said, that same man was a blessing. And she was like, wow. She said, ah, you are such a Christian. I said, that, I said, I know he has done some things wrong. I said, but that same man was a blessing. You can't measure kindness. Some of, you are, some of you are block people. I don't, know, I, I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to pick my phone and just cancel somebody just because the person wronged me. I would rather seek for forgiveness. Hallelujah. If the person is affecting my life, that's fine. No, there's a difference between affecting your life and that you people that had an issue because there are certain people that should not be in your life. Hope you know. Hope you know. Yes, sir. But you can't measure your kindness, never forget what people did right, even when they did wrong, even when they wronged you. Don't just cancel everything and just be so oblivious and say, Oh, this person, no. Learn to say thank you. What you are not thankful for, you will complain. What you are not thankful for, you will complain. Be grateful for life. We can live and do something tomorrow. See, let me tell you something, guys. There is never a time you are going to have everything you want. There is never. Even Elion Mox does not have everything he wants, that's why he's going to mass. The wants of men are insatiable. There is never a time you are going to have it. So just zero it like that. We're gonna keep trusting God. Because the more now look, do you know something? This is how I see it. Imagine what you were praying for 10 years ago. You've had it now, right? Many of us have had it. Now imagine now you now have a new desire. I, th- I, th- I say it this way with the way Apple does things. Apple and all the Samsung, they give you insertable one. Just two years ago, there was an iPhone 13. Last year, there's a dynamic island, iPhone 14. This year, maybe it's Oceanic Island. So, if you're in a catch race, you can't catch up. So a lot of people keep returning the phone, getting a new one, keep returning, getting a new one. <laughs> what a life! There's 2023 model of a car. In fact, we have not entered 2020-2024. 20, 20, There's a 2024 20, 20, model of some cars. If you watch all these super blondy cars, I do if you know that, that lady, super blondie, on, on, on social media. They are showing the cars of the future. You know that's a future cars, They are already showing us. They say it's not available now, but it will be available in the next fifteen years. So they are already making them down ready. They will tell you just eight cars. Only this car. Just eight people in the world has it. One fifty something billion dollars. There's one guy that says, "Stop playing, stop playing. I will never be poor in my life." <laughs> What you are not thankful for, you are going to complain. So you can never have everything you want. Life has its own complexities. While you are seeking for something, Why some are seeking for something, that's the challenge that some people have. What you are seeking for, that phone you are seeking for, some are even praying for them to have a flip phone. Are you seeing it? That food that you are complaining about that, oh, I don't even like this when this is so trash. Oh, this, some are praying that they should even eat. Should even taste it. Not eat or taste it. That clothes you are saying, huh, I want to declare. That declaring is what some are praying for while you are going for another one. So life has its own complexities. A lot of people compare themselves to others a lot. I've always told you in this church, never compare yourself to anybody. You are not in a competition with anybody. You are not. Never compare yourself with anybody. Run your race yourself. Stop looking at someone and saying, ah, that person has gone this, never, don't do it the very minute you want to set yourself or compare yourself to somebody, you start running another person's race. You start running another person's race. I'll share with you on Tuesday, I said, any time I travel maybe out of the country or something, it just gives me, when I see thousands of people in the airport and we are all going to different destinations. That alone, you know there are some times, maybe when I'm doing a road trip and I'm driving, I might meet some people and we might both be on the road for about two hours or three hours. I don't know if you notice. You can be on the road with that same people or that same set of people. You know yourself, you can have overtaken yourself, you can have, and you'll be on the And all of you are going to different exits. That's life. Different exits. Then you will not, st- when, the, when those people leave your exit, you will not continue another, with another journey. But that is exactly so. The very minute you start comparing yourself with others and looking at what somebody else is doing to fit into your life, that very minute you start running the person's race and your whole life becomes in shackles. Even as a pastor, I don't look at what people are doing in their ministry to come and do here. No, we'll do what God sent us to do. That's it. I'm not in a competition with anybody. You must, the very minute minute as a pastor will set ourselves on a competition, we'll just be under pressure. Under pressure. We'll start inviting artists, doing everything, spending unnecessary money. Okay, do this, okay, do that. No! We're going to run our race well. That's why we have life. We are believing God for tomorrow. We are trusting God for things. Don't compare your life with anybody. Don't. The very minute you start doing that, you start living another person's life. You start running another person's journey. And you know the beauty about it. Many a times you don't even know where the person is heading to. You don't know where you are heading to. Both of you are, You are just confused. That's why you ask some people, what, are you, what do you want to do with your life? They don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. Why? Because they live their life just copying somebody. Don't do it. They compare themselves to, a lot of people compare themselves and it ruins everything. It ruins their marriage. It ruins, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people compare their marriages. Say, oh, this person, you don't even know what the person is going through. Some people, some people are looking at social media marriages and social media They and say, oh, ghosts. Is a lie. There is no two people who stays together and not have issues. That's a lie. Forget others we have never fought before. They are just deceiving you. Oh, they look cute together. Oh my God. They may not be talking. They've just shot content for you. A lot of people are following social media celebrities, following social media events They are only on YouTube to make money. get that straight. All those uh, something and something, me and this, me and this, uh, couple this, give me a this person, welcome to our life, this and that. They are just staying behind camera to shoot content, to have the light, and make YouTube money. That's all! They will only show you the good side. Have they showed you when they are crying before? <laughs> they will only show you when they say, Vlog with me to Bahamas. So they will say, Oh, look at my baby. Look at this. They did not show you when they argued and when they wanted to split the YouTube. I say, You take this part. Me take this part. They did not show you that side. Everything is content. Go and watch it. They are just repeating the same clothes they just change clothes, they'll just dedicate a Saturday and shoot like 10 content and post different times. And a lot of Americans today are following those kind of people. I say, um, my 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 celebr, some I don't want to mention names, so you don't gotta, <laughs> you don't gotta say, <laughs> you're not gonna Google them. <laughs> just, you know, there are some people they will listen to this but you are not gonna Google it. <laughs> they say, hey, Pastor mention this, let me go and check them on YouTube. No, I'm not mentioning anybody's name. (laughs) You know, in your mind, you know who I'm talking, you know the people, you know they are a lot. They are on TikTok, they are on Instagram, they are everywhere. doing couple go for You say, in the last two years of our relationship, he's been good. Uh. Ordinary, your brothers and sisters that you grew up together, you fought. You put that family love Not to not talk of loving a stranger. (laughs) So don't compare yourself. A lot of people, because of those people, they've ruined their marriages. Why can't you just be like that person? On YouTube. (laughs) And you're wondering, are you sleeping with them in their house? Are you living with them? They are only showing you the good side. Even if they carry camera and vlog their tears, it's to make money. It's to attract, they will use a good thumbnail, it's just to make money. So they will abandon their careers and do it. Because that's where money is. If 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 I'm not a preacher, I will probably have done it. <laughs> that's where money is. Money is online. I'll just say, me and my babe. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what I'll be doing. Hi guys, get ready with me. You know when I went to Paris, I was doing this for some of you. uh, When I went to Paris, I was doing, hey guys, follow me. But you would not know what I was doing in my room. Hi guys, good morning. I, I shot a content. You want to see my YouTube? Don't worry. After service, we'll <laughs> I'm just joking, no. <laughs> but that but a lot of people, that's where they're, they're comparing their friends, their, their with, and that has ruined their marriages, that has ruined their friendships, that has ruined their their businesses, that has ruined everything. Because you are looking at somebody, you're looking at this person. A thankful heart only notices little things. A thankful heart will only notice little things. A thankful heart notices little things. Say, thank you for this, thank you for that. They, just, oh, this, oh, thank you. Somebody opened up for you, Somebody it. thank you. Somebody, did. thank you. So don't be a mumra, right? Don't complain. When you are not thankful, you are a murmurer. You are complaining. Let me show you. How can you be a mumra. Number one. Let me show you how you can be a mumra. How can you be a complainer? A mumra? Number one. Murmuring is a choice. It is something you chose to do. Oh, I don't, I don't I'm just tired. I'm just frustrated. I'm just stressed. I'm just this. I'm just that. You're a mumbra. You chose to do it. You chose to ignore the important thing which is life and complain. Number two, you refuse to count little blessings. You refuse to count little blessings. Matthew 5 verse 45. Do you know that even the sun, the Lord told us, is a blessing to us. The rain is a blessing to us. Do you know without the sun and the rain, we will not have food? Hope you know, guys. That's where our food comes from. Hope you know. There's no technology food, though. You can't eat your phone. Food comes from natural things. So without the sun, the rain, we are not going to eat. So if you know that those things are blessings to us, the Lord told us, Jesus told us in Matthew 5 verse 45, so be thankful for little things. Be thankful for little things. You know, somebody told me one day, I was talking to a friend one day and I was complaining, I was saying, you know, my dad this, my dad, the the person said, I've lost my dad. This is how the person told me, this is how my friend told me, he said, me, I've lost my dad. I don't have the opportunity to call my own father again. You better pick up your phone and call your father. I just said, thank you. That's how my friend told me. He said, I've lost my life. He said, I wish I can complain like him. He said, pick up your, he said you better pick up your phone and still appreciate the fact that your own father is alive. I was like, wow. I never saw it this way. I was, still, I was still trying to seek solace. That's why you need to have good friends anyway. I was just like, you know, my dad did this. And, said, oh. and some people are hungry. Oh, my father never sent me to school. My father this, at least you have life. At least you have somebody you can call a father. So forgive. Be thankful for the little things. Be thankful for the little things. Just like a lot of us get too accustomed with things that we are not thankful for them again. We're not thankful for our roommates. We're not thankful for our friends. We're not thankful for our parents. We're not thankful for our partner, our spouse. We're not thankful for even our pastors and leaders. We are not thankful because we get, them, we get so used to them every Sunday. We get so used to them every day. We just say, oh. Things that we get so accustomed to, we forget that it's a blessing to us. But only a thankful heart recognizes it. You must never get accustomed to say, oh, this is, a, oh, I just say, no. That's number two. Number three, you meditate on your problems. How to be a mumra? You keep meditating on your problems and challenges. You just keep thinking about it all the time oh, my problem, oh, my job, oh, my car, oh, my family, oh, my business, oh, my this. You keep thinking, you keep thinking, you keep thinking of that. You keep meditating on it. Oh, my school, oh, my dad, oh, my money, oh, my... You just keep You just keep meditating about it. You keep meditating on your problems and challenges. And sometimes, <laughs> you know, you even do evangelism with it. Because you are meditating, you just find yourself as you are hmm if you know what is happening to me. You don't know, be telling somebody want to greet you. Say, mm-hmm. so out of context conversation, you know, mm-hmm. the only is better. <laughs> if you know what is truly, truly happening to me, you are meditating, and you know it takes a lot of time to meditate because it's like God's word. You know, it takes a lot of time to meditate on God. You just be thinking through it, munching, munching. just say, ah, how would this work out? How would this go through? How would this, ah, oh. You are getting into the weight of the devil. Number four, you cause life without saying so. You be like Job's wife. Say, curse God and die. Say, just cause God and die. That's why you see a lot of people say, God does not exist. You are being like Job's wife. God is not true. You are being like Job's wife. God is not this. Oh, I give up on God. Uh-uh, which type of God is that? That doesn't care that I perish. Really? You are causing life without saying so. Those things must never be with us. Number five. Those who mummer never give praise from their heart. So how to be a murmurer? Number one, murmuring is a choice, right? It's a choice you took. Number two, you refuse to count little blessings. Number three, you meditate on your problems. Number four, you curse life without saying so. Number five, those who murmur never give praise from their heart. They never. Colossians 3, 15 to 16. Ephesians 5, 18 to 19. It says, Giving, speaking to yourselves in sounds, themes, and spiritual songs. Making melodies unto your heart to the Lord. It comes from your heart. 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 It has to come from your heart. You have to give praises from your heart. You have to thank God from your heart. You have to appreciate the fact that you are alive from your heart. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 10 10. Look at what it says. Are you learning something this morning? Are you sure? It says, neither murmur ye as some of them murmured and were destroyed of what? The destroyer. So you know what happened? Murmuring opens up to the devil. When you are murmuring, when you are complaining, when you are Let me call it, when you're just talking about your problem and all of those things, do you know what is happening? You are opening up the door for the devil in your heart. It says, and we're destroyed of the destroyer. So when you complain, you are asking for more. It opens the door for the destroyer. It is a sign of unbelief. Mummering is a sign of unbelief. Mumbling is a sign of fear. Mumbling is a sign of doubt. Mummering is a sign of unbelief. It is a sign of fear. It is a sign of doubt. You can't be in faith and complain. You can't be. Gloria Copeland, the wife of Kenneth Copeland, was sharing a story one day and she said her husband was just complaining and saying, Oh, so things are just going in ministry. I don't even understand what's going on in ministry. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And the wife just, said, Jesus just came to stop him and say, down, Get out of him! You know, you need, you need partners like that. You need friends like that. Such a blessed woman. A good woman. Say, so, Satan! Get out of him this minute! She noticed that Satan is already <laughs> taking load of her husband. You know, that's a woman, when she saw that the husband was sick one day and she said, she cannot preach, she just baited the other and said, You are going to chase? Her. I'm going to dump you in church. God feed on God's water till you get back. Mumbling opens up to the devil. It opens up. So you know what happens? That's why it seems like situations never get solved. Notice it. Those who are keep complaining, who are keeping. Things just keep going around in circle, around in a circle. Around the circle, because they've opened the door for the devil, and you know what the devil wants is to steal, to kill, and to destroy, to finish everything. You are opening up for the devil to destroy more. You are. Do you know what it means? You are asking for more of your problems. I'm teaching you the Bible. That's what it means. He says, neither give place to the devil. And he spoke a lot about the use of our words. So when you are murmuring, when you are complaining, you are opening the door for the devil. You are telling him, okay, I want more problems. I want more issues. I want more life's challenges. Because you can't be in faith and complain. Philippians 2 verse 14. Philippians 2 14. Are you learning something? Is this making sense? Philippians two, fourteen. Philippians two, verse fourteen. Philippians two, verse fourteen. It says, do all things, what? Without murmuring murmuring and what? Disputings. So murmuring is a bad example of a Christian. It says, do all things, even as a Christian, do all things without murmuring and disputings. You see in Acts 16, Paul was in jail. Paul and Silas was in jail. Why were they in jail? They casted out devil from somebody, and they were casted into the prison. <laughs> they were in jail for casting out devils, and they were casted into the prison. And you know, the, the, those prisons of those days is not like American prison where you are going to have fun. No, their feet and their hands were fastened to his, to his place. What did they do? He said for them to remember and say, Ah ah. You know what you, what you and I would logically have been doing. Ah ah. Maybe he's just casting out, I just casted out the devil, I didn't offend anybody, I did the lost work. Ah, what did I do? Guess what they did? The Bible says in midnight, midnight, when you will, be, when you will not be able to sleep, right? It's midnight that always those challenges always come. You just, you just find yourself that you are sleepless, you're having a sleepless night. You just find yourself that you can't sleep, you can't do this. You know what they did? The Bible says they prayed and they sang praises to the Lord. They did not more. And what happened? The prison door shook. If it was other people, what would they be doing? God, you are seeing this happen. And it's your work I went to do. At midnight, the Bible says Paul and Silas prayed. You know, they say, we used to sing that song when we were in secondary school, in high school There, Paul and Silas, they prayed after praying, they sang after singing, and the Holy Ghost came down. They prayed after praying, they sang after singing. <laughs> after singing. <laughs> so, anyone can be grateful when there is no challenge. Anyone can be grateful when there is no challenge. In faith, you lift up your voice. That's that time when you're supposed to be saying, "Uh, just lift up your voice and say, Lord, I'm thankful. There's a lifting up your voice attitude to faith. Faith is a love venture. You lift up your voice. You thank the Lord. You succumb your doubt. You succumb your worry. You succumb your fears. You lift up your voice. You say, Lord, I know this thing is turning out from my good. Lord, I know I'm going to come out of this unscrashed. Lord, I know this is never going to be for life. Lord, I know this is for this is you know you just you just you just lift up your voice in faith and you speak out. Philippians two, verse two. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord and one mind. See, fulfill ye my joy. You know the book of Philippians is a book of joy. I'm going to teach you some of the book of Philippians. It's, it's a book of joy. You see, in Philippians 1, verse 26, Philippians 1, verse 25, let's look at 25 and 26. It says, having this confidence, I, that I shall abide and continue with you for your fordress and for the joy of your faith. In verse 26, that your rejoicing may be abundant in the Lord Jesus, in Jesus Christ for me and by coming to you again. So, our rejoicing is an active word. When you rejoice, you don't rejoice passively. You roar. Men that are rejoicing, there's this, a word I you. You you make it a conscious effort. In Philippians two, verse seventeen, Philippians two seventeen, "Yea, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and the service of your feet, I joy and rejoice with you all." In verse eighteen, "For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me." In verse twenty-eight. He says, I sent him therefore the more carefully when ye shall see me again that ye may rejoice. 29, Re- receive him therefore in the Lord with gladness and such with reputation. It's Philippians 3 verse 3. For we are the circumcision. We should worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Philippians 4 verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, in prayer and supplication, and thanks, with thanksgiving, let your we be known to God. In verse 10, it says, But I rejoice greatly that now, at the last of your care, at flourish, and at, at flourish again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. So the Philippian church had so much persecution. What was going on in the Philippian church? They had so much persecution. And what did they do? They rejoiced. They were rejoicing. At 13, verse 51 to 52. You see it there. At 13. At 13, 51 to 52. At 13. He says. And they shook off the dust of their feet and came unto Icolum. He says, "And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. So you can't pray and complain. You can't. You can't be a prayerful man and be complaining. You pray with thanksgiving. You have to learn to be contented, First Timothy 6 verse six. So you praise in spite of your challenges. You praise God in spite of your challenges. It means your circumstances, it means that your circumstances will not control you. It means I will never allow what I don't have to dictate my life. Yes, I don't have it all figured out, but I will not allow what I don't have to dictate my life. Contentment means the circumstances does not dictate my conduct and my character. Look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. He says, but godliness and contentment is great gain. What is contentment? It means that circumstances do not control your conduct and your character. So brethren, you have to learn to be thankful. You have to learn to be thankful. You have to learn not to allow circumstances, not to allow situations control you. Philippians 4 verse 12. Philippians 4 verse 12. Philippians 4 verse 12. Philippians 4 verse 12. I know both to abase and how to abound, everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, since I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So I am still expecting, I rejoice. I am still expecting things to happen. I give God's praise. I thank the Lord. The greatest thing in life is life. You don't use your faith for life. No, you don't. You don't use your faith for life. You just wake up in the morning, this morning, you still discover that you have life. You didn't use your faith. You didn't say, I speak life. No. It's enough reason to thank God. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Look at it. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. He says, but in everything, are you there? He says, in everything, what happened? You give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You give thanks in everything. Don't forget, in verse 17, he already told us to do what? Pray without seasons. Then he now says, in everything you give thanks. You don't give thanks for sickness and poverty, but in spite, you give thanks. You pray and you give thanks. Romans 4, verse 20, Abraham rejoiced greatly as as, as, as his challenges. He was thankful. Bible says, he staggered not at the promise of God. Do you know what it means for a 90-something-year-old man not to have a child, and yet he believed God? It stayed true. But you and I, you know, the, you know, look at what Paul told us in 1 Corinthians. He says, these things are written for our examples that through faith we might learn. So when we look at Abraham and, Isaac's, Abraham and Sarah's story, Look at how much they trusted God. The Bible says Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. At what age did he give birth to Isaac? What age? Nineteen hundred years. You and I are now not up to that. So why are we trying to quit? Why are we trying to quit? Do not murmur. Pray and praise. Be thankful. Do not murmur. Right? Are you hearing me, guys? I teach you this as I teach myself. We are not going to murmur. We are not going to complain. We are going to pray and praise. There are two notable miracles of Jesus. The five loaves of bread and two fishes. What did he do? He saw that it wasn't enough, right? Five loaves of bread and two fishes could not feed five thousand. What did he do? He said, Father, I thank you. At the death of Lazarus, two notable miracles. When he got on the tomb, what did he say? He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Hiya. So learn to give thanks. Play for miracles. Learn to give thanks. Learn to give thanks. There are things to be thankful for. You have to be thankful for your salvation. There are things to be thankful for. Be thankful for your salvation. A lot of people have gone to hell eternally. But you still have life. You still have life. You are saved eternally. When that man you you is his life, that jailer in that sixteen, Paul said, stop it. Paul preached the gospel to him and said, Believe, and you and your household shall be saved. And they believed the gospel. Imagine he has died, he would have gone to hell internally. So, what are we to be thankful for? We have to be thankful for our salvation. Learn to give thanks. 1 Corinthians 2 14. Colossians 1, verse 12 say I thank my god first Timothy 1. learn to give thanks learn to thank god instead of complaining instead of murmuring why don't thank god another thing to be thankful for thank god that you are called to the ministry thank him that you are serving him only the living can serve god Only the living can do the work of the ministry. Only the living can preach the gospel to the next neighbor tomorrow. Only the living can pray. At 2024, another thing to be thankful for is that our ministry will succeed. That our future is bright. We are grateful that we are succeeding tell you, nations will hear our voice all, the, all over the nations of the earth. Men of different tribes, men of different races, men of different continents, Asia, Europe, Africa, North America, South America, Middle East, they will gather in this New York to hear us. It's not amen. I'm telling you, because we are thankful. It's going to happen. You're thankful for your reward, also. First Corinthians 15 58. You're thankful for your family, for your friends. In Romans 16, Paul listed people, he mentioned their name. He said, Greet the house of this. Greet. So it was very specific. Learn to thank your partners, your friends, your wife, your husband, your pastor, your church members, the ushers. Learn to say thank you. Thank you for being a good person. Thank you for being a good church member. Thank you for being a good church worker. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being a good friend. Thank you for standing with me. Thank you for praying with me. Thank you. You can thank your parents also. There's some people you have to thank. After you leave service this morning, just send a text. Thank you. I remember that issue. You stood with me. Thank you. Thank you. L ask the unthankful people. Don't associate yourself with people that murmur. When you find people who are always complaining, who are always murmuring, it's a trap. It's a trap of the devil. Because you know what? Gradually, you two, you will slid into it and you will start complaining. You will start mumbling. So it's a trap. When five people just say, uh, uh, they are complaining about this, they are complaining about that. No. Say, I'm thankful. Change the atmosphere of your friendships. Change the atmosphere of your homes, your relationships. Fill it with thanksgiving. Instead of complaining about one another, why not thank one another for the gifts of one another and expect more to come? In Acts 6, one of the criteria that they used to choose people was men full of honest reports, men full of the Holy Ghost. A man full of the Holy Ghost cannot be a complainer, he can't be a mummerer. It can be, so I'm thankful, I count my blessings one by one, I appreciate everyone, I thank my parents, I thank my siblings, I thank my church members, I thank my pastor, I thank the men in my life, I thank my friends, I thank everyone. Thank you for our church. Thank you because we are growing, we are increasing, we are reaching the nations of the world. I thank Him because our voice is spreading all across territories, counties, nations. I thank Him. I thank you for the supernatural community church. Thank you for all the men in need and all the men who will still come. I thank Him. not a complainer. I'm not a doubter. I don't walk in fear. I don't walk in anxiety. I don't give my heart to the devil. I yield to the spirit of God and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful because I'm born again. I'm thankful for the privilege to be able to preach. I don't know about you but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for all of you because you're to church this morning. I thank you for the privilege because I could preach to you this morning. And I know that your life is changing by you hearing me this morning. I'm thankful for all the men who will hear my voice all over the nations of the world. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful because you are hearing me right now. Your life is changing. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my pastor who laid hands on me and called me. Thank you for Mommy Rhoda, who spotted God's call on my life. I thank you for the privilege to preach. Only the living can stand to preach. I thank you for life. I thank you for my finances. I don't have all it takes yet, but I know you will provide it, Lord. Thankful for everyone. My parents, my siblings, my church family, Lord, the supernatural community church. I'm thankful for them. Thankful for all my friends, my supernatural relationships. Lord, I'm thankful. Lift your hands and just thank you. Thank you for your business. Thank you for your school. I know, yeah. You probably didn't do well. But you know what? You have another semester to make it right. Yeah, I know. That you didn't get what you are looking for. But you know what? Tomorrow is another day. We are not going to yield to the devil to complain. That's where he wants. That's where he wants us to be. He wants us to murmur. He wants us to complain. He wants us to be so logical about it. He takes us into debate of being logical. Let's just be logical. Let's be logical. Let's be logical. No. We are a thankful bunch. We are a thankful bunch. Supernatural community church. We are thankful people. We learn to thank men in little things. We count our blessings one by one. Lord, I thank you. You chop your hands and thank Him. Thank you for your children. Would you rather have no children at all? Thank you. Thank you. Some people, are th- some people say, Oh, uh, uh, I couldn't go to school. I can't go to school. I can't do this. But you can read and write. Some don't even know how to read and write, and they are your age mates. Thankful for health. Thank you for his healings, his provisions. Thank you. Thank you for the ministry he has called us to. Thank you for the lives that have been changed through you. Thank you for the souls you have preached to. Lord, we are thankful. Lord, we are thankful. Oh, we are thankful. We are thankful. We know we have tomorrow. We know things will be right. We know things will go well. Thankful for that, my friend. Thankful for everyone. I count my blessings. I don't summarize them. Don't summarize your blessings. No, 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 no. List them one by one. You will see what the Lord has done. You will see what He is doing. mouth and thank him this morning. Open your mouth and just thank him. Count your blessings one by one and see what he's doing. Focus on that. Don't yield to the bait of the devil in complaints. Don't yield to the bait of the devil in murmuring. Yeah, I know you don't have that issue sorted out yet. I know. But you still have life. You still have life. Your questions will still be answered because there is tomorrow. I tell you by the Spirit of God, only a thankful heart can receive things. Only. Even look at it in the natural. Nobody wants to associate themselves with unthankful people. How much our God our heavenly Father? How much more? But when we yield to complaining, When we yield to grumbling, murmuring, that's the devil's house, that's the devil's bait. You could still eat a meal, would you rather have no food to eat? Thank you for your mom, thank you for your dad, thank you for your siblings, your friends, your church, your pastor, your leaders. Thank Him. Lift your hands and thank Him this morning. Lift your voices. Thank Him. appreciate Him. Thank You for your salvation. Thank Him. Thank Him for what He has done. Bear your feet and just thank the name of the Lord. So what do we give thanks for? We give thanks for our salvation. Give thanks for what He's done. 1 Peter 1 verse 8. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Colossians 1 verse 12. Thank God for all serving Him. Thank God because our ministry is succeeding. Thank God for our reward. Thank God for our family, our siblings, everything. And I told you, hell has a lot of unthankful people. So don't associate yourself with those who murmur. Right? I bring you these words of encouragement this morning. It's going to turn out right. And you hear what I'm saying? Remember what I said this morning? this is a word from God it's going to turn out right you will see that things will turn around right things will eventually turn around right hold on to this word as you go into this week the rest of the year for the rest of your life have these words in your mind I say I said this to you that things will turn out right yes it might be tough, difficult. But it will turn out right. It will change. Lift your hands and thank Him. Bless Him. Worship Him. Exalt His Holy name. Thank Him. Thank Him. Sing in the Holy Ghost and bless Him. Worship Him and honor Him. Lift your voice. Count your blessings one by one. Lord, I thank You oh lord i thank you lord i thank you